Hey, it's another day in real estate with Mitty Matthews from the Arbor Move team. And as always, our very own Clayton Kendrick from Academy Mortgage. We're more than realtors. We're more than mortgage pros. We are your guides, your teachers, and your cheerleaders on this journey of home buying. Welcome to the podcast where we will help you fall in love with the process of buying or selling a home. Always bringing you helpful information along with some fun and tragic stories from the real estate trenches. Remember to subscribe to our channel for the weekly Bite of real estate. Good day, Clayton. How's it going? Doing just fine. Mitty, yourself? Great. I'm great. All right. So today's big podcast is going to be on what your realtor does for you. And uh, hopefully I'll have all the answers. Well, um, I got plenty of questions for you. So Fantastic. Um, I guess the housing climate's pretty much the same as it has been in the last few weeks. There's nothing to buy, and the interest rates are super low, so you've got lots of spending power. That's pretty fair to say. Yep. Yep. So go spend your money on nothing. That's right. That's <laughs> hoping, right. Keep, hoping, keep, keep it in your pocket for your down payment. That's right. Hoping with uh, the inauguration and all just behind us, we should be seeing more houses come on the market. That's my prediction. I do think that uh, we are going to be in this same position for the rest of the year. I think we're going to see low inventory. I think it's going to be a seller's market most of this year, and that's the general consensus. So don't get your hopes up that this is going to switch on us anytime soon. Uh, fingers are crossed. All right, all right. So um, as a quick overview um, on today's podcast, it's what will your realtor do for you? And I'm hoping there's a lot of things, but hopefully we will touch base on everything that we can think of at the moment. Uh, just give you sort of a... Uh, an overview on what's happening, what you what to expect from your realtor, and what they can and cannot do for you. Um, generally, your realtor, I'll I'll just lead this in, is the person who's sort of your uh, your cruise director on this entire process. They're your point guard. They're your person who's talks to the lender, the title company. They talk to the appraiser sometimes. Uh, we'll set up. Um, inspectors, everything that needs to be done in order for you to get a good, solid home buying process. Perfect. Yeah. Any questions for me, Clayton? Well, sure. I got, I got plenty. Um, so I think first and foremost, Mitty, is um, how is a new client, particularly a first-time home buyer, how do they find you? How, how do they get to, to Mitty and, and how do they start the process? That's a great question. Um, I get a lot of people coming in to me who have uh, friends who I've helped buy houses. So often enough, it's a, it's a, what we call a referral, somebody who came in that way. Sometimes people find me on the internet and that happens a lot. People call me out of the blue. Um, <clears throat> sometimes uh, a lender will send me somebody saying, Hey, I got, I got a perfect match for you. Uh, somebody who's needing X, Y, and Z, you know, a lake property, or they want something right near the bike trails. You know, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> real specific questions I get on uh, from people looking for, um, specific things that they, they would like to have in their home buying process. But that's, you know, sometimes somebody, I had a, I have a client this week who switched gears on me. They wanted um, waterfront property and we are now looking at condos in downtown Ann Arbor. So <clears throat> it's not, you don't always end up where you think you are going to going to go. Well, sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, something that you said uh, just a, a few seconds ago there is, you know, whether you're going to be sending uh, clients the title or to a lender or whether someone is going to be sending somebody to you. Um, generally speaking, who do you think a, a brand new client is speaking to first? Are, are they, do you, do you want the introduction? Do they want, you want them speaking to a lender first? Where, where, do, where do they need to start? That's a great question, Clayton. And I was actually thinking about that the other day. Um, 
at a different podcast we were we were shooting for. Um, I actually like it when they come to me first because I can help them to find that lender. I can help them. You know, I don't want them randomly going off to Quicken and thinking that that's a that's a great start. And some sometimes I get clients who have been to Quicken and they come to me and I said, you know, one of the first things I'd like you to do is find a local lender, you know? So when we've got a backtrack and then all the work they've already done is got to be undone and we'll find somebody who's going to be more suitable. Honestly, nobody in our market will take a Quicken loan. Well, sure. Yeah. So, you know, experience. why, why waste yeah. your time? Yeah. Exactly. We've, we've all been there. So exactly. Um, so say I'm a first time home buyer. Uh, what are you, what are some questions you're going to ask me? What are you looking for? What are you trying to find out so that you can best serve me? Perfect. I think what I'm, what I'm first starting with is, uh, what, what does your budget look like? You know, um, hoping that you have at least a good idea of what that sounds like. Um, and maybe you've gotten a pre-approval from something like quick and we'll, we'll do a little work there, but, um, you'll at least have an idea of what, what you, what you want to, what you want to spend. And sometimes what you can spend and what you want to spend are two different numbers. Well, sure. Absolutely. That's, that are, that's two questions that I ask my clients all the time. I, I try to figure out for them, you know, first and foremost, what's going to be their kind of upper echelon. What can they technically qualify right. for? But that's not what, that's not the best question to ask them. The question is, what do they want to be spending on a monthly basis? And as long as those two things correlate and they don't want to spend 5000 a month, but they're only qualified for one, then um, that's what we're, what we're trying to get down to, to make sure that we're putting our, our clients in the best financial position possible. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and then, of course, you know, we really want to get down to the, the, the basics, like, you know, how many bedrooms do you need? You know, if you got two kids, maybe you want uh, four bedrooms. So one is an office. You know, sure. there's a lot of little things that you can be looking for. And if I'm not looking for the right things, that house isn't going to match what your needs are. You know, do you need a back, big backyard because you've got the most giant dog in the world? Do you sure. want a property that you can have a horse on because you're going to have to have five <laughs> acres? I don't know. You never know. You know, everybody's got different needs and different things that they want. And like I said before, you know, sometimes you got somebody who wants to be near the trail systems. Sometimes you think you want to be in one city and that city doesn't end up being the right match. But, so, you know, there's a process to this whole thing. And it's go sometimes it just starts with going out to see a few things so you can determine what it is that you are looking for. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. And that was going to lead me into the next question was, how are we going to search for a house or condo? What, where's, where's the beginning point? Once we've kind of figured out what the budget is, then where do we go from there? That's a good question. Um, I will set you up on a feed. So you'll be getting houses that match your needs and in the area that you need. And you know what? Don't ever hesitate to ask me to change that up because that happens a lot. You know, somebody might be starting out looking in Ann Arbor uh, or Milan or Celine, and then suddenly their needs change a little bit. And now we're looking in uh, Chelsea um, or they've re rediscovered a new community someplace that also works for them and they want to start looking over there. So it's best to get your feed from me because it's coming directly from the MLS, which is where all the houses are originating from versus something like um, Zillow where Zillow is, um, they're more of an advertising company. So what they're really doing is they're trying to advertise realtors to potential clients. Sure. Capture, so, capture your information. Capture well. your information. <laughs> right. So um, what's happening over there is if they don't have enough houses on the market to interest people to click on those houses and ask those questions, they regurgitate some old houses that are no longer on the market. So I get people calling me all the time saying, I need to see this house. It's on the market. And I'll go back on the MLS. And it is not. 
sure. on the market. It's been off for six months, right? <laughs> but they got it off of Zillow, so that is just not a not a real good source of perfect information. No, it is not. Um, so, all right, so we've picked out what we want to see, um, mm-hmm. and so so now what happens? What, do, what are you, you're just going to take us to the home, or how does that all work out? Oh, it's it's pretty simple. Um, obviously, at this point, you've also gotten your pre approval done. Through Clayton, hopefully that's the, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that would be your first your first jump on that. Um, so we know for sure what you want, and and that way you you know you can ask Clayton the right questions like how much is this going to be monthly. So you really have a great idea of what 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 it is you're looking at financially, and that you're comfortable with that. And then you pick a few things that you want to go see, and I schedule them, and we run out to the house and we go see them. Now your visits can be fifteen to thirty minutes. You know, it doesn't take a lot to go see a house. In a couple of hours, we could have seen four or five houses and you can really get your feet wet in, you know, and get a good idea of what you want. And once you've seen a few, you can start to say, yeah, that's not what I thought I was wanting. Or I had a client sure. who wanted to see this one house and it, a lot of the things look great about it. But when she got inside, she realized she didn't like the layout that she didn't like. A, this house was particularly a split level. So you go into the middle of the house and you either go up to the living area or potentially downstairs to sort of extra area. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't like that. And so we've now we've ruled out all split level houses for her. Well, gotcha. And I, what I found too is that you um, uh, you might have couples that maybe haven't discussed this as much as they thought they have. Yeah. And now they go see a couple homes and they've got to figure out, you know, where, wh- what are they really looking for? Right. So, uh, yeah, so exactly. And, you know, sometimes um, that garage becomes a bigger issue than you think it is. Sure. You know, uh, somebody will say, yeah, we could get along with a one car garage or two. And you start digging into it, and you're realizing they really want like two and a half. You need two and a half. Plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, all right. So, say, um, uh, say I've picked up my house. Right. Mm-hmm. So, from your perspective, what is next? How are we putting together an offer? How are we moving forward with the purchase? Yeah, the next one's an offer. Definitely, we got to uh, call up that listing agent, make sure there's no other offers because we want to know what we're gonna, what we want to offer. You know, there's a lot of factors in there that's going to make a difference. You know, if there's other offers on the table, we got to come in pretty hot. Sure. You know, uh, if the house has been sitting on the market a month and there's no other offers, now we can, you know, push that slider down a little bit and really think about what do you want to offer? And, you know, start negotiations and see if we can't take that house for less than the listing price. And at a, and at a month out, you sure you should be able to. Sure. So, all right. So say that's not the scenario and it's, uh, it's a, a true seller's market. We're in a multiple bid situation. Mm-hmm. What can you do to help a first time home buyer or any client really to kind of get the edge up? You know, how, how do you, how do you take that client and, and, you know, out of a pool of, let's say five to 10 buyers, prospective buyers, you're the one that gets the house. How do you, how do you make that happen? In the end, it's probably going to be, you know, who offers the best terms of the contract and the highest price, you know? So without getting too deep into it, your loan type is going to matter. Um, your The price that you offer is going to matter. And there's a lot of tricks and things like that that we can use to get get your offer looking better than the next guy. Um, an escalation clause is something we use a lot. So, you know, we're going to start up at this price and we're going to give you $2,000 higher than any other offer up to a certain price. Sure. Yeah. An escalation clause is a classic. Um not everybody's using those. Uh, it's always good to remember that not everybody's a seasoned agent. <laughs> uh, and what do you think about appraisal guarantees? Ah, yes. A nice appraisal bridge or appraisal <laughs> gap. Yeah, there's a lot of terms for it. Um, if you have the available cash, that's, that is sometimes one of the biggest turning f- 
factors in an offer right now. And that would look something like this, Clayton. If the, if the property doesn't appraise for the offer price, we will guarantee up to X amount of dollars, say $5,000, $10,000 to cover that. So for example, the house is, we offer 300,000 and the appraised at 295. That means the buyers will bring to the table that $5,000 to cover that. Sure. It's a guarantee. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, so your offer is more of a guaranteed offer than the guy who didn't offer it. So I've seen people take an offer with an appraisal gap that might be a little bit lower over one that didn't. Sure. There's, yeah. there's a, there's a guarantee. It's right it's, there. It's risk. You know? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So we've discussed this before, I think more from my perspective, um, but from your perspective, the differences between what you're looking for or how you're going to talk to a client about an inspection versus appraisal. Hmm. Fair. Okay. And I know we, we touch base on this a lot because it's, it's confusing for a lot of clients, mm-hmm. but um, the, uh, the difference between the appraisal and the inspection is that the inspection is for the client, for the buyer. And it's ordered by the buyer, which is usually, I'll do it, I'll order it for them. And you pay for both. The buyer pays for both. So those are two expenses that you're going to have to make sure that you work into your numbers. Um, so the appraisal is something that's ordered by the bank. And we have no, no, we can't touch who's going out there, who's mm-hmm. doing it. We have no, no hands on that. Right. Yeah. That's right. But um, the inspection we do, and that's just to make sure that you're buying what you think you're buying. There's no surprises. We can, if we we don't want to find anything that's going to uh, that's going to be too great for you to want to purchase this. Like you know, I, we've found things at a pre, at uh, inspections where you know the the foundation's crumbling. That's, I wouldn't know it. It's not right. you know. I I can't tell you what's what it looked fine, but the appraisal went in, appraiser went in and said, this is a bad sign. This is a bad sign. This is a, not the appraiser. The inspector, the inspector right. went in and said, this is a bad sign. I don't like this. This is what it's going to cost you. And the cost of that was $40,000. Wow. Yeah. Which is not what my, well, right. And that's, yeah. that's huge. That, that client uh, signs on the, on the dotted line. And all of a sudden six months down the road, they got a $40,000 expenditure. $40,000 bill. They're yeah. not going to be too happy about that. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, the inspection day is a pretty big one. We want to make sure we get through that without too many humps. And, and, you know, some inspections are clean as a whistle, like a good, a nice condo where there's no basement. No, there's not much to it. You know, you're not going to find anything at all. Um, sometimes in an inspection, you're going to find, you know, something that, or something's not working correctly or the, you know, the air conditioning unit isn't working and, you know, we'll ask for something or, We'll ask for, you know, the price of that, a new unit or radon is a big thing. We'll ask to Mm -hmm. have a radon mitigation system, which gets your radon down to zero, you know? So, I mean, it's not something to be afraid of. It's just an off gassing from rocks under your house. So very good. And I know we've discussed this before a little bit as well, again, more from the lender perspective, but um, at a closing, Mm -hmm. how are you advising your clients? Uh, How do you prepare them? Um, what, What should they expect? Uh, the closing is mainly to, um, to solidify the, the purchase. So the day before closing, I like to have my clients make sure that they've got the funds available, either wired or in, um, a cashier's check, uh, depending on how much it is. If it's more than 25,000, it really has to be wired, but I'd like clients to do that the day before. Sure. Uh, and then you just need to bring your ID to closing and, uh, prepared, to sign about 50 pieces of paper. <laughs> That's right. oh, more, more than that yeah. now. More than that now. 
Um, and then I, I expect that you're probably a day or two before you're also taking a client on a walkthrough of the property again. Correct. Yeah, we do that. It's either right before closing, depending on the location of this, uh, the house or condo, it's either right before closing or the night before we just okay. do a walkthrough and the walkthrough is just to make sure that the house is in the same condition as you last saw it. Good. Nothing fancy. Good. It's not really to, you know, spray anything or wash anything. There's nothing to do there. Yep. Awesome. Well, very cool. So I think that that kind of lets us know um, what a realtor is going to do for you and obviously how you, how you can help them out. I think that's a, a great place to start as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, perfect. Um, all right. Anything else to kind of add to, to this podcast for us? Gosh, I don't think I have anything. I think we've kind of covered all the things that the realtor is going to do for you other than the real small nuances. Sure. Absolutely. And again, we'll, we'll get to those in, in, in future podcasts. <laughs> right. There's a lot of ground to cover. And There's we're, a lot of ground to cover. Yep. So we, we've got a long, long way to go there. So cool, Clayton. Perfect. Thanks. Well, thank you very much, Mitty. That concludes episode three. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to subscribe to learn a little bit more about real estate every week. Thinking of buying or selling real estate in the Ann Arbor area? Reach out to Clayton Kendrick at Academy Mortgage or me, Mitty Matthews of the Arbor Move team over here at the Moore Group. For your home search needs, head for arbormove.com and find your dream home today.